Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there is an issue with needing to buy something in society today. And one of those issues happens to be half the people out there aren't really selling what they claim to be selling. They have a scam of some sort. And that's the hard part, especially when you deal with the off-brand methods of buying. As opposed to like, let's say you needed to buy a computer. If you go into a Best Buy, you're dealing with somebody who their scam is to put you into the biggest computer. They don't really know as much about the computers as they claim to. There's always one guy on shift that does, but he's never available. So you're getting somebody who has a little bit of information, but not enough to be helpful. So if you ask him what type of RAM it has, he'll tell you gigabyte, which is technically correct, but it's not the question. You know, uh, you go to, if you go to buy a computer off, la- off of the internet, okay, if it's coming from Amazon, odds are you're going to get something good. That's, I've bought several computers off of that. A lot of my home computing environment is Chrome, exclusively the Chrome operating system of, uh, for the last few years, but I just got a new Windows uh, gaming laptop. And you buy from them, odds are you're getting a quality thing. You buy from eBay, look at the the reviews, how many you know gold stars or whatever they have from different people. You want it to be a high level. You never want to buy anything from somebody with two and they're at 50%. That means that they've sold two things and one person liked it and the other person got fucked. So you want to make sure you're dealing with somebody reputable. And when you start dealing with even further outside the norm, like Craigslist or any of these apps that keep popping up, OfferUp or, or any of these, about 50% of those, to my experience, are just scam bullshit. Which is okay. I mean, everybody's got to have you know a hobby, but it also it gets to be a pain in the ass because you kind of they're getting that a. That same reputation that lawyers have, you know, there's been enough really shitty ones that even the good ones are getting screwed now with the attitude. And it's almost as if Craigslist encourages it because there is no as long as it's not offering children for sale. And there was a Craigslist ad that stayed on for several days before they caught it in the Midwest. Somebody was trying to sell a child. Uh, You're still looking at. It could be as long as it conforms to the rules and doesn't show nudity in the photos, obscenity in the ad, it'll stay up forever and it could be a total scam. You never know. And it's that never knowing that is the biggest issue. Right up until you receive the shitty product or no product at all and you're just out the money, then you know. And trust me, there's never there's never a bigger knowing than the second you realize you got fucked. Because scam artists, I don't know that they have a... I I like to hope they have a conscience. I mean, the guy who calls up people from, you know, the tech support guy from from Microsoft, from India with the heavy accent. I honestly hope the, the people that he's scamming for, you know, you have a tech support issue. I have to fix it. You have to give me $50. You know, and they scam people out of cash. I honestly hope that maybe he goes home and his wife says, God, you got to quit this job. And he says, I know, but we got to keep the bills paid. I hope he agonizes over it. There should be some sort of a fee paid for that emotionally. 
but I get the feeling, no, he's just happy he scammed somebody, let's move on. And in terms of what is, why would somebody, you know, risk so much for 50 bucks? Well, that's because it's US dollars. I actually saw a thing once that talked about this company that moved their call center to India. And here's why they did it. The land was free, there are no taxes ever, and the, the government was willing to kick in and build the building for them. And the entire call center operated on about one one hundredth of the overhead of the US one. Because in India, you can get somebody with a, and this was a totally legitimate, these guys weren't scamming anybody. You can get a college graduate in India to work for you for $2,500 a year. And he speaks English, and he's intelligent, and he can do stuff, and $2,500 a year, no benefits. And they're happy to do it. They're thrilled to have the job. So guess what? They show up on time. They do. You go to the U.S., I'm sorry with all the rules and the benefits and all that crap, and I realize that they're in place to protect us, but we can't ignore that other countries aren't even a tenth of what we do. And so it makes perfect sense to move it over there. You get If you are a, a scam artist living in India or any other country that does this, like Nigeria or any of those, and you have scam somebody out of 50 bucks, that's big living. That's like a serious, like a grand or two. And all it took you was just a shady phone call. Given that, you know, perspective, I can't help but say that if I was there and I didn't have a better job waiting, I'd be in that call center calling people, telling them they got a virus on their computer. So with that attitude of being a cynic, being a sarcastic shit, and just people out there looking to scam you and rip you off is what brings us to today's episode. If it's dead, let it go on today's Caffeinated Humor. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Now that's a line from a silly ass hippie song that I heard on the radio. And it's one of those songs that just sticks in your head. And anytime something sticks in my head more than a few seconds, I always want, okay, is there some sort of hidden meaning here? Did my mind pick up on? And in the long run, you know, who knows? Either way, it's supposed to rain this week. Maybe that's why it's stuck in my head. Rain is awesome to drive through, provided you have a functioning car. Now, back when I wrote this, the original blog piece, I had an issue with a, uh, a Ford Contour. And I know I blogged about it and I podcasted a couple times about it. It was the one I was shouting at the Porsche driver that we should drag race for pinks. Well, it finally died. Well, it started out as a really shitty morning with what seemed to be a dead battery that was just not jumpable. It became a two-week journey through Dante's auto repair hell. And it ended up with the hero failing and dying Everything going to shit, very sad, doesn't make for a good story, it's bad ratings on any TV show, and it's a cautionary tale for the entertainment industry. Now among those pricey items that ended up being replaced, we had the starter. We had spark plugs. We had several sensors. And I don't know if you've bought sensors lately, but Jesus Christ, they're expensive. And while it, there was a lot of wiring that had to be replaced, 
And while it isn't something that was replaced, there was over 40 labor hours over the course of a week and a half. In the end, it was found that the transmission would more or less need a rebuild due to the destructive chain of events that went down when the starter destroyed itself. So it was frustrating and expensive. So now I'm in the market for a new car. The one bright spot in all of the, the bicycle commuting that I had I've been doing is that it really has tightened up my legs and cut them nicely. I have thick legs, so when you've got thick legs that are just cut and muscular, I look awesome. Now, as part of the whole finding a new car thing, I have discovered a new scam on Craigslist. It seems to revolve around offering an unbelievable deal on a car with the reply for info being in an email address that is always photoshopped into the photo of the car. And while I'm no expert in the realm of internet scams, the email address johnsmith at gmail.com seems a little fake to me. And if you're named John Smith, I'm not going to apologize for that one. I just feel sorry for you because your parents, you got a fucked up name and they knew it going in. Now, as to what exactly the scam is, I have no clue. I responded to several of those ads. I did not get one reply. And it's like, that's just lazy. If you're going to scam me, jump on it. You know, call me, figure out, email back, show me photos. I mean, just get me involved here. But to send me a scam photo, I reply to it, and you do nothing is just bad for business. But I'm sure that it involves some sort of oddly worded deal to take my cash without actually getting anything in return. The sad thing is, I really don't need a car that much. I drive maybe 50 miles a week at best. Less if I'm bicycle commuting, which I actually do even when my car is not dead. But even as little as I drive, I still need one of the goddamn things. And I do require that it actually runs. I'm just picky that way. So begins the dance. Someone has the car I'm looking for, but odds are they have an inflated sense of what it's worth. It is my job to break them of that notion in as gentle yet beneficial to me fashion as possible. And I'm pretty good at that actually. I used to sell cars, both new and used. I refuse to buy new, it's like an odd quirk with me. Even if I can afford it, I don't buy new. Uh, I find myself a killer deal that is late model. But then again, so was this contour. So, this is not necessarily an honorable skill set to have, but you gotta play the hand you've been dealt. And if fucking over somebody in the process is what happens, eh. I'm kind of a sociopath in that regard. I, it makes me feel bad, but it's not going to stop me from doing it. And even at the end of the day, if I feel bad about it, at least there's coffee. You know, I hope you liked today's episode. There is a series of books on Amazon under the title Caffeinated Humor by Will McKinley. Go there and buy them. Listen to more episodes. Support this podcast. Share this podcast. Have a great day. Hey.